dirt road in a gooseneck saddle up with me dry land in god's country crops far as i can see the headlights on both ends of my day this country Welcome, folks, to HPJ Talk, the podcast from High Plains Journal, bringing the ag news and commentary of the week to you. I'm Jennifer Latsky, and I'm joined, as always, by my colleague, Kayleen Scott. Hey, Kayleen. Hey, Jenny. In this week's episode, we'll bring you the stories you might have missed in the January 18th print edition, and we'll also have an interview from one of our Soil Health U speakers, Dr. Chris Nichols. You know, Kayleen, Soil Health U is going to be online January 21st. And remember, folks, if you haven't done so already, go register at SoilHealthU.net so you can access our three keynote speakers, Jimmy Emmons, Regional Coordinator for the Southern Plains Region, FPAC, Chris Nichols, Soil Microbiologist and Founder of Chris Systems in Education and Consultation, and Rick Clark, Farmer and Owner of Farm Green. It's going to be a packed morning full of wisdom to help you get to the root of it. Soil Health U is brought to you by High Plains Journal, Prairie Food, and Exapta Solutions Incorporated, as well as Ward Labs. Register at SoilHealthU.net. Remember, look for the code in this week's High Plains Journal print edition for free registration. All righty, Kayleen. Well, it has been a week as we record this. It's Wednesday. It's Inauguration Day. So, uh... We have the inauguration of President Biden and Vice President Harris. It's something kind of reassuring about the traditions of our democracy, Kayleen. You know, seeing the same thing happen every four years, it's kind of kind of reassuring. I know the answer to this, but did you listen? No. <laughs> I am the most uninterested person in politics that is on the planet, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I appreciate the, the traditions and the democracy and everything, but I... Just cannot get excited about it, especially this year. Well, I, I really do. I, I like the the history of it. I think anytime I've ever gone to Washington, DC, I've always made it a point to take a special time out of my out of my travel schedule. And I go to a, one of the many Smithsonian museums that we have on the National Mall, whether it's the Museum of Natural History or the American History Museum or or even the National Zoo. And I do that because that is where our nation's history is, is housed. It's our nation's attic, right? I'm a history buff. So I always yeah. like, you know, the minutia of, well, there's a reason why we play this. And there's a reason why this happens. And, and there's tradition. And, and I always like watching that. And I just find it, you know, interesting to see and hear what's said. Uh, there was a lot of... Um, a lot of commotion about the the young uh, poet who spoke and and Kayleen, I know that you don't like poetry, but really her poetry reads like prose, so you might actually enjoy a little bit of what she was what she was saying at some point. I the message that that uh, President Biden put in his inauguration speech it was about listening to one another, and I thought this was pretty interesting, Kayleen. This is a quote from the speech: "Let's begin to listen to one another again." hear one another, see one another, show respect to one another, 
Politics doesn't have to be a raging fire destroying everything in its path. Every disagreement doesn't have to be a cause for total war, and we must reject the culture in which facts themselves are manipulated and even manufactured. And, and he spoke a lot about how American be, American can be, you know, better than this and, and has to be and how we can work together. In, in all of my schooling, in any class that I've ever taken on government, the teachers have always emphasized that, you know, you can always accomplish things when you have a coalition of people working together. So I, I thought that was kind of interesting that, that he spoke about today. And I know that you didn't watch because um, you were... You're watching down the lane uh, for some changes in your local neighborhood, right, Kayleen? Yeah, and it really started, I'm working on a blog post, and it'll have more of the, my thoughts and details about it, but it started with the pasture down the road, they swathed it and bailed it, and it seemed kind of strange that they would do that, I don't remember, October, I think it was October that they would bail that grass up well as time went on i noticed little things there was some heavy equipment there was a well drilling truck there recently and the newest thing is a sign that says it's being rezoned for or being considered for rezoning i'm assuming it's agriculture property right now or agricultural zoned right now so it appears to me that they might be sectioning it off and going to build houses in it I, I don't imagine that you're going to be that very welcoming to having a whole bunch of, of new neighbors in the neighborhood. <laughs> well, my house is probably three miles from this, so it's not like I'd have to deal with them. But there's another development that's a couple of miles down the road, probably four miles down the road. It's north of town. It's easy access to Dodge. There's paved road all the way. And there's what seems like a million houses out there now when it used to be just a pasture. When I was a kid, there was a pasture there. And the first development in that, in that pasture was a restaurant. And the restaurant was there for probably, I don't know, five, 10 years, wasn't there very long. But now it's all houses and those people that live out there, I shouldn't generalize, everybody's different, everybody's a different driver, but none of them stop at the stop sign. They don't respect traffic and it drives me insane. <laughs> you know, we've seen this, you know, Decade after decade after decade, everybody sees a, a different level of um, their own personal income, and they want to uh, buy something and buy their own piece of the country. And uh, then they buy their piece of the country, and they come in with their country farmhouse kitchens, which you and I have talked about how ridiculous that is. <laughs> White paint in a farmhouse is ridiculous. That's a ridiculous expectation because... Maybe it's because I'm a crappy housekeeper, but nothing ever stays clean in a farmhouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I find it hilarious that the things that you and I, as kids growing up, our farmhouses were, were things that, you, that we were surrounded by a functional design that we had just to get by. A farmhouse kitchen sink is built that way because it's got to be sturdy enough to, you know, bathe babies in it and, you know, debone a chicken and all sorts of stuff. Right. And now like you have baby calves. <laughs> yeah. Bottle feed baby calves. You know, now you've got kitchen sinks that are going for hundreds of hundreds of dollars. You've got all these design ideas from, you know, the Magnolia people. Kayleen, I may have to turn in my farm girl card, but I have zero interest in any of the farm, the, the farm trends that are 
hot and splashy. I don't need to make a trip to a barn or a silo, you know, shopping place. I don't need to go see a, a kitchen that's featured on, um, you know, somebody's cooking show on, on whatever, just to feel closer to a blogger. And I really just don't care what happens in Yellowstone. I just don't. <laughs> the only thing good in Yellowstone though, is the scenery. I mean, come on, it's a cheap vacation <laughs> to watch the mountains and see the cows and the nice horses. Oh, I will yeah. that they have the nice horses and the nice pickups in that show. So yeah, yeah, you're actually talking about the scenery and not the the quote unquote scenery that's got two legs. <laughs> yeah, the male male scenery is not not very appealing because they're not real cowboys. There's a few sprinkled in here and there during the show, and you'll catch it, or I I catch them because I know who they are. But yeah, I can't handle a guy that flops around on a horse. It just doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it, folks, our, our, uh, our two cents as to what's going on in today's um, farm or ranch um, depictions on, on the big and small screens. I don't know. I, the last show I really got into was The Ranch on Netflix with um, Sam Elliott and uh, Ashton Kutcher, because I thought, you know, that's a great show. I kind of drifted away from it, um, just, you know, lack of time. And there was, you know, Tiger King that took my attention away, <laughs> but um, I'm going to have to go back and catch up with the rest of those episodes. But that one, they actually, you know, dove into some hardcore, well, this is the realities of a ranch. You know, there's, there's financial problems, you know, I'm going to be wearing gross clothes. You ever noticed how like nobody's wearing ugly coveralls on, on Yellowstone, are they? Yeah, they're they're always all pretty and dressed to the nines and which Kevin Costner's character, yeah, I could see him dressing the way he dresses, but yeah. None of them are dirty, none of them are filthy. Their pickups are always clean. And there's not one single bale bed or feeder pickup they drive around the ranch. They're Nobody all nice. A, they're all pristine. Nobody has a cake feeder on the back, do they? No. Yeah. See, I call BS. <laughs> Well, and it's supposed to be set in Montana and they're saying, oh, we're, we're out in doing summer camp and they're grazing the cattle and they're staying out there with the cattle. They got coats on. They dress like it's 40 degrees outside. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be summertime. What's summertime in Montana like, Jenny? Okay. So I, I gotta say summertime in Montana develop, de depending on the elevation can actually be quite cool in the mornings. You're talking, you know, 50 degrees in the mornings or even sometimes down into the 40s, depending on how high you are up. So, yeah, you could have coats on. Um, cool sun, but, middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, this is what drives me nuts. And, and you know, you have people that are like, I just don't watch Hollywood anymore. I just blah, blah, blah. You know what? I like escapism. I like going in and watching something that makes me think or makes me laugh. I enjoy the art that somebody puts in front of me. And I get that whoever's writing Yellowstone and set designing Yellowstone has this image that they want to portray that it's the Dallas of the 2000s. It's the Dallas of the 2020s, right? So we don't have JR and we don't have Sue Ellen, but we have, you know, Kevin Costner's people and Rip and Beth <laughs> and Beth, whoever they are. I get that. I get that. It's fantasy, but at the same time, if you're all, if you're four generations removed from the farm and that's your only 
thought of what agriculture looks like, that's going to color all of your decisions when it comes to who you vote for and what you say on Facebook as far as, uh, you know, regarding animal rights and animal welfare and all of the stuff that we get back into. It's one gigantic circle after another. You know, at some point in time, I'd like somebody to have a reality show where it's, you know what, cowboys get dirty. They get really dirty. <laughs> and and it's gross. <laughs> Raising food and fiber is gross at times. It's not for the people that need to have a white kitchen and white furniture. Definitely not. They probably wouldn't appreciate the 50 mile an hour winds we had the other day that blew all the dirt and the horse poop to the house <laughs> or the dogs carry it to the house. So I doubt any of those new farmhouses have that in their yards. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, um, we are hardy people that live out here and having sat through or having lived through the 70 mile an hour winds that we had the other day for like 48 straight hours, Kayleen, their wind rage is a thing. Really? I was about ready to just, I was about ready to just lose my mind at the end of one of those days. Yeah. And it's pretty windy today and I can hear the windows rattling and it just rattles my attitude, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm ab absolutely shocked. Well, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, what are some shows that you do like to watch that, that have something to do with, with agriculture or, or raising animals and livestock? What, what does help you, especially with the kids, you know? We, the boys and I kind of like to watch uh, The Incredible Dr. Pole. And he's, it's on that geo wild. And he's a, I think he's in his seventies. He's a veterinarian in Michigan. So their, their livestock handling and their, the way they do things is a little bit different. And so my husband and I usually discuss what they're doing is with the cattle as far as that goes. And the kids be like, why do they do it that way? And so they get to see different things. Like I said, I like to escape when I'm watching TV or something. I don't want to I don't want to think about agriculture when I'm watching TV because I think about it all day during work, right? You know, that's what our job is. I got to say, my escapism is TLC's Dr. Pimple Popper. Yeah, we watch that too. <laughs> Garrett, the the fella, he thinks I that it's the most disgusting thing he's ever seen. <laughs> and I just am fascinated by it. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I don't understand how then people go 20 years with something the size of a softball growing on their head or their back or something. Well, but when you look at them, you know, a lot of them do it because they don't have good health care. They don't have, I mean, they could go to a doctor, but a doctor's not going to take the time that Dr. Pimple Popper does. Yeah. You know, a, a, a doctor's just going to, yeah, a doctor's just going to slice it off and, you know, probably leave them with a massive scar or something. And, and there are people that, they may not have the the means to pay cash for it either. So yeah. some of those or, things. Well, one doctor told them that, oh, there's nothing we can do for you. So they just figured, oh, it's always going to be that way. <laughs> yeah. One doctor's opinion and they, they just don't go for a second opinion. So I think yeah. what she does really changes lives. I, I yeah. really do. So, bravo for her. Well, anything else going on this week, Kayleen, other than Soil Health You tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> not that I know of. <laughs> okay. 
So, hey, how are you folks out there? Drop us a line and let us know your thoughts on Yellowstone and Ag's depiction on the small and, and large screen. Or even if you have a farmhouse decor and you think we're just nuts because we don't like it. Um, you can drop us a line at hpjtalk at hpj.com. Or you can always call us at 1-800-452-7171. And do us a favor and head over to iTunes or wherever you download your podcast and leave us a review. Well, hey, everybody, it is a bright and shiny day out there, and we are looking forward to a brand new year, and we want to say thank you for riding with us here on HPJ Talk. This week's cover story is by our copy editor, Jennifer Thewer, working at home. Inside, Lacey Newland visited with a toy maker in her story, Kansas College Student Finds a Niche with Farm Equipment Replicas. Other stories came from our writers on topics ranging from COVID-19 and its effect on rural docks and using ivermectin to treat the coronavirus. On our opinions and editorials page, editor Dave Bergmeier wrote about the lessons learned to help guide the way. And there's also a couple letters to the editor about acceptable behavior and the strength of unity. And remember, if you've missed any of these stories, you can always find them online at www.hpj.com. If you've got a response to something you've read or heard, please write to us at journal at hpj.com or hpjtalk at hpj.com. We want to hear from you. Today, we have Dr. Chris Nichols, who is one of our keynote speakers at Soil Health U 2021 that will be taking place on January 21st, starting at 8 a.m. in the morning. Thanks for being with me, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, let's get started. Chris is a leader in the regenerative movement to regenerate soils for healthy crops, food, people, and the planet. Currently, she is the research director at MyLand Company, LLC in Phoenix, Arizona, and she is also the founder and principal scientist for Knowledge for Regeneration and Innovation in Soils, Systems, Education, and Consulting. So this is pretty awesome, Chris. Thanks for being here, and I thought that we'd kind of get started a little bit about you. So I consider you a farmer's farmer. Tell me a little bit about how you got here, your upbringing, growing up on a farm, and you have worked in so many different geographies, regenerating soil. So, so tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, um, I grew up on a farm in southwestern Minnesota. Um, my dad purchased the farm the year I was born. So my whole entire life, uh, my family has been farming the same land. We're multi-generational farm family. Um, and Really, when I look at the the systems, I, I'm really focused on the idea that soil is universal. And so I've worked uh, in Minnesota in the upper Midwest. 
I've worked in the Great Plains, in the Dakotas, and um, I've also uh, worked with farmers in Kansas and Nebraska area. I've done some research and work over in the subhumid mid-Atlantic region, and I'm now um, working in the desert southwest. And again, what really unites all of those ecoregions is looking at regenerating the soil. Absolutely. And we, you know, we've got the soil everywhere. So in your presentation for Soil Health You this year, you're going to be talking about regeneration principles and toolbox, right? So one thing that we talked about um, earlier was we're looking at regenerative agriculture through the lens of a systems approach. So we're not necessarily creating a checkbox of practices, do's and don'ts. Um, and so tell me a little bit more about a regeneration principle and toolbox and, and how does that, in your mind, set farmers up for on-farm innovation? Again, what I'm really focused on is the soil and the biology within the soil and how we're going to be able to regenerate that. And we need to use a systems approach. It's sort of changing the paradigm of how we've focused on agriculture in the past, where what we're doing is really looking at these interactions between the biology, the chemistry, the physics, and the geology in such a way that we're taking all of the components together. We're not looking just above ground, but we're looking at below ground and that integration, integrating livestock and other uh, things like that. So it really is trying to take this systems approach. And what I, one of the things that I love about regenerative agriculture is the fact that it is not a prescription plan. It isn't a thing where you're being told what to do, but farmers, I think, are true innovators and um, ingenious people, and they can really be able to make these changes that are going to be incredibly important to how the system is going to function. And so what I love is that you have a lot of options and opportunities within regenerative agriculture. Again, the soil is universal. The principles are universal, but the tools that you can put into place are, are there's a multitude of those tools that you can use. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. And I look forward to hearing you talk a little bit more about that at our virtual event on January 21st. We're going to kick things off at 8 a.m. and go until about 12 p.m. It's $25 on soulhealthu.net. Or if you're an HPJ subscriber, we do have a free code in this week's High Plains Journal that was mailed out this week. So once again, Chris Nichols, thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to the event. Thank you so much. I look forward to the event as well. Soil Health U is going virtual and coming to a screen near you January 21st. You can register today to hear from Jimmy Emmons, third-generation farmer and rancher and regional coordinator for the Southern Plains Region FPAC within USDA. You'll also hear from Chris Nichols, PhD and soil microbiologist and founder and principal scientist of Chris Systems Education and Consultation, as well as Rick Clark, fifth-generation farmer and owner of Farm Green. Registration for the virtual Soil Health U is open at SoilHealthU.net. High Plains Journal subscribers, check your current issue for a free registration code. The cost is just $25 for non-subscribers. Registration will be required to access the live event and the recordings of the presentations after the event is completed. Watch SoilHealthU.net for updated programming and registration notes. 
Our virtual Soil Health U is sponsored by High Plains Journal, Prairie Food, Exapta Solutions, and Ward Labs. Your grain market prices from Dodge City's Pride Egg Resources on January 12th. Corn was up at $5.45. Wheat was up at $5.93. Milo was up at $6.47. And soybeans were up at $13.38. If you'd like to have crop or livestock targeted news emailed directly to you, sign up for our HPJ Direct email newsletters on our website, www.hpj.com slash signup. Simply select the topics that interest you and you'll receive updates on them directly to your email. Be sure to watch for our cattle animal health issue of High Plains Journal in your mailboxes January 25th with a story from Kayleen Scott. And you can always look for additional content online anytime at www.hpj.com. Remember, you can subscribe for free to this podcast at hpj.com slash podcast. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever you download podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HPJ Talk for news and commentary throughout the week. And you can always drop us a line at our email, hpjtalk at hpj.com. Thanks again for riding along with us, folks, as we bring ag news and commentary to you. And remember, as Dodge City's favorite lawman, Wyatt Earp, once said, fast is fine, but accuracy is everything. We'll see you on the trail. Dirt road in a gooseneck. Saddle up with me Dry land in God's country Crops far as I can see Headlights on both ends Of my day This country Life is for me Ride with us HPJ Ride with us This has been a production of High Plains Journal, all rights reserved.